You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. What does filmed for IMAX mean? It isn't just a movie that'll look great on IMAX's screens. It means that hiding from a sandstorm feels like fear in every flicker. And every triumph is felt in every sound wave. And the things we've only imagined, you can truly experience those too. That's what filmed for IMAX means. Get tickets to Experience Dune Part 2 now and IMAX's exclusive expanded aspect ratio. Being on stage feels like someone else, but also more yourself than you've ever felt. This feels like getting to live in your imagination. Seeing everyone again brought back so many memories. Being able to be in the show will be one of the greatest treasures of my life. Hello and welcome back to Patreon with Cheese. I am joined as always by my wonderful editor and good friend Elizabeth Eston. Hello. Are we are we at that point in our relationship where I can call you a good friend? Yeah, it's, like, I'd say so. Okay, it's not just like professional colleague anymore. It's just good friend. Yeah, I'd, say, I'd say we're friends. I'd say we're friends at this point. Oh, we're not even we're not good friends yet. We're just friends. No, no, no we're no, we're good friends. I'm just we're friends. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Um. Speaking of friends, we're back at Encore, and we're, we're covering two episodes. We want to get the rest of this over with so we can get on to more fun things. So yes. we're covering two episodes a week now. So this is episode seven and eight. Um, let's dive into episode seven first. Um, what we got, Liz? We got Godspell in, uh, I forgot what state. Uh, I think it was Austin. Yeah, I think it was Texas. Uh, so we got Godspell. They're from like the 90s. So they're in their 30s now, I think. Yeah, I mean, they look great. They um, look amazing. Okay, on my first watch with this, um, this this <laughs> this is the only performance I would have actually paid money to go see. <laughs> I think see. the stagecraft is incredible. The idea, they like change it. Godspell is the kind of show where you shouldn't just put on a replica of the original off-Broadway cast. You should do your own thing. And they bring a theme and idea here so perfect. The cast fucking nailing it like so good so good i i love i love this episode it was fantastic this episode's so good I, I literally like i tried to think of who's the best of them and i could not pick one i was like they're all great like they were all expecting jesus uh to not do great and then he knocked out the park and didn't mess up a single line he did it and like it was fantastic everyone did great I, this is a performance i actually wanted to see the whole version of like yeah, post that post that on Disney Plus. I'd, Disney I'd Plus, love to see it. I really I don't I don't care about Eternals. Just post that. I watched Eternals and I still don't care about Eternals. I haven't seen Eternals and I don't care to watch it. It's very long. Yeah. And you feel the length. Yeah, so I guess it happens to get an Oscar bait director to make a Marvel movie. Like I th- I thought we'd focus on the story and then we didn't. Uh, at least Richard Madden was in it. He's he's handsome. hot. He's so hot. He's so hot. He's a, I was so sad when he didn't last super long in Game of Thrones. Spoils. I know. I'm so sorry. The Game of Thrones is out for a while, guys. <laughs> you know, we got other Game of Thrones guy in there. Um, barely. He he shows up at the beginning, shows up at the end, and then I'm like, oh, the Stark brothers or something. Oh, uh, oh, is it uh, Kit Harrington? Yes. Uh, yes, okay. he was actually my first choice to play Wolverine since he's a short boy. Um, he is a and short my boy. Wolverine is short and smelly. <laughs> 
That's, Hugh Jackman's too tall and attracted to be Wolverine, to be yeah. honest. He's also, he's also, he's also a bad Harold Hill, but that's a different discussion on a different yeah, podcast. Yeah. But you know what? I feel like any of the cast of this Godspell production would have been a good Harold Hill. Like, 100%. all right, this made me realize white people are just bad at theater. Uh, maybe that's they the reason are. why, why, um, Broadway so white um, is because they don't want to get upshone by literally any people of color. People yeah. of color, especially black people, train for this very early on. It is like part of their culture to sing and all that, like going to church. Like I grew up in Detroit and I'm like, man, I'm getting outsung by everyone here. There's literally a scene in this episode where they go to a church and sing gospel music at the ch- at a black church. And it's one of the best scenes in the entire series. <laughs> It's incredible, and that's part of the reason why this... Like, I've never seen a black god spell before. They embrace their culture. They embrace, like, the stylistic show. So good! A black director comes in? It was, like, a mo- it was largely a black crew, right, I think? Yeah. Yeah, it was. It, absolutely incredible. The best episode. Like, if you're watching any episode of Encore, watch this one. Watch this one. Episode 7. Like, I know he said Oklahoma was the best episode, but... It's the best. So like, far. So far, God's. At the time, it was so far, it was the best episode. This is the best episode. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, even without Adam Walker, it's still very yeah, good. Adam Walker is not in this episode, but. Uh, he is, sir, not appearing in this episode. Um, yeah, we missed him. I, I really like the vibe of this. I like that there wasn't any of that stupid, like, what would you go back and tell your former self oh, kind of stuff. Oh, God. Like, no, sit in the room and stare no, and pretend was. you're talking. Like, really? There was? There was, like, a little version of it, I think. Where they... It wasn't, like, a, as focused on as it no. was in every, like, episode. And, like, when Queen just... Middlebrook does it, it goes on for 15 minutes, and you're just like... Yeah. That's, like, an entire day Stop. of rehearsal. We have we have things to do, Coy Middlebrook. We need to like get shit done. Coy Middlebrook was like their 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 Nick Fury of this show, and then he did not live up to that at all. No, he's like an executive producer too. Like Coy, good on you, but Coy, should have been Adam Walker. You're half been, decent. Hi director. guys, I'm here. Um, we're gonna straighten you guys up. Let's do. Uh, you can do better than that. Coy, you're you're a decent director. Just. Uh, stop. stop trying to be the emotional therapy for everyone. Stop trying to ask people to talk to their high school selves for 20 minutes. He had one move. He had one he, move, and he really leaned into it. When Koi Motorbroker goes to pursue whatever gender he likes, he's just like, so what would you say to your high school self if you could talk to them right now? Didn't I ask you something like in our first like yeah. meeting? What, you I asked, asked me, you something like that. You asked me what I'd say to my high school self, and I've been thinking about it more and more as the question keeps coming up. It's a good question. It's a good question. It is. I don't. Uh, my favorite don't, is when I asked Andrew that, and he was like, "Yeah, oh, just keep being awesome." <laughs> that's such an. I wish I had his confidence. Same. No, I would just tell my high school self like, "Yo, I know you're really lonely and sad right now, but it'll get better. Just, just wait it out. You're, you're good. You're good. Also, it's okay to cry. You're fine. Just cry um, it out." Would be food is good for you. Um. Yeah. Also, do theater. It's really helpful. Yeah, it is. It's yeah, really it helpful. Is. Even um, if your first show is Lay Miz of all things, so hey, hey, Lay Miz is a quality show. I know, but when you're a freshman in high school, it's a bit of a big ask. What are you talking about? It's the easiest show to put on. There's nothing to it. Yeah, Small totally. cast, upbeat show. It's full super of upbeat. It always makes me feel better. 
Also, I was reading a summary to Godspell because I've never seen Godspell as with most there ain't classic, much to it. classic musicals, and I legit could not figure out what was going on. And I was like, okay. And then I and then randomly Judas dies at the end of this episode, but they cut that Jesus. all of that Jesus, I mean. Um, they cut all of that out. Well, do you want me to tell you what Godspell's about? Do you do you, wait, wait, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. He's he's a uh, he's going to get something. I'm just doing a live by live commentary while recording. He's abandoned me, and I'm just talking here to fill the space. Do you want me to tell you what God smells about? Oh God, yeah. Okay, he just for those of you who list are listening, he just grabbed the vinyl to God spell. Um. So. It is every song on the on the soundtrack or the cast album is a parable from the Bible. <clears throat> yes. So this is like the most accurate adaptation of the Bible, the Holy Bible, so oh, far. Oh, the Bible. Um, is it more than Jesus of, Christ Superstar is? Yes, 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 yes. Because this is literally just biblical text put to song. Oh. That's the, that's the thing about Godspell. That sounds like a. They, that sounds like my childhood nightmare. And that's why it's so complex for a lot of folks to take in. Um, as opposed to Jesus Christ Superstar. Jesus Christ Superstar is a very secular show where Godspell, despite having some catchy-ass tunes, some fucking bops in that show, um, it is so entangled with the actual messaging of the Bible and what it's trying to say, and you cannot take that away, um, which is why I think a more strange and stylistic production of it is the only way you can really do so because you can't change the messages um, so in the seventies, their way of getting around it was to turn them all into fucking clowns, um, oh. and make them like a group of circus performers and like tell three stooges jokes. And <clears throat> when oh. they revived it in 2011, um, with Lindsay Mendez, George Salazar, and, um, what's, what's that little twink's name? Shit. <laughs> the white kid. Fuck. There's so many <clears throat> little Broadway twinks. It's so vain. Um, <clears throat> Foster, Hunter Foster. Um, Hunter Foster, yeah. Yeah, in that production, they just made it a bunch of cool cool kids and oh made it very acoustic, and they had, like they were kicking water over the place and jumping on trampolines and made it, like, weird and scene kid. So oh God. Godspell is best when not taken literally at all, oh which God. is why this production is so good, where they just, instead of where every time someone has a Bible lesson to go, they stand up at a mic and they perform. It's brilliant. It's yeah. such a good idea for what this show is. Also, it's Julie's birthday says during the Harlem Renaissance because the costuming is just so, like, fantastic all around. Like, it's gorgeous. Gorgeous. Everyone looks so good. Even the wigs like aren't to terrible. Together. Like, the wig work in Encore is a mixed bag, if you have <laughs> yet to see. It is a mixed um, bag. And then they're like, we, we can't do bald caps. Yeah, they cannot. But, like, the wig were here. I didn't even notice there were wigs on half of them. Only on the guy who played Jesus because he was bald. So, also, there wasn't a ton of wigs, which probably helped. So, encore. Please use less wigs. Just, you know what? Just let people be what they are. Just um, let people I, use that goes their hair. Too. People use their hair. Let them embrace their hair. I have too much hair right now, which makes me sad. Don't just... donate it, Liz. I'm playing. I'm probably. I don't think it's long enough right now. But. You'd look great with a with a bob, by the way. I feel like that's worth saying. Nah, I'm good. I like having long hair. At least I a little. Know. I've I've contemplated it. But I'm good. I think I'm okay. That's fine. Maybe Whatever one day. Best. I I don't know. You have a very round face. That I would do have suit a round that. face. Do have a round face. 
um, not like an angular face the way that no. kind of makes some folks look odd with it. Okay, while we're talking about random bullshit before we transition into the next episode. Yes. Thoughts on the Bill Hader Anna Kendrick reveal? <laughs> I feel like there's um, no one else I could talk. Like, that That feels like a good relationship. Yeah. To me. That's like the anti-Olivia Munn and fucking John Mulaney. Honestly, I was delighted when I found out. I was like, that's adorable. I love it. This is amazing. That's like a best case scenario for relationships. It really is. Like, Bill Hader is a delightful human. Like, I love Bill Hader. I've watched, like, a quarter of Barry, and it's amazing. I need to watch more New York or Barry. The the female and male equivalent to each other in Hollywood's eyes found each other. It really is. It really is. Because, like, if there's a part that's a lady Bill Hader, they would cast Anna Kendrick. It's just like. Well, they did that in Noel. They were brother and sister in that movie. Oh, yeah. they. Oh, my God. That's so weird. That is so weird. That is a weird origin. And the fact that they kind of kept it a secret for a year. I respect that. I respect that, like, fully. No, I am fully down with this relationship. They're adorable. I love it. I love it. I love Bill Hader. I love Hannah Kendrick. I ship it. Make it happen. And this is, like, the first famous person she's ever dated. Because she's, like, dated, I mean, famous as in, like, movie star person. Yeah. Um, because she, like, dates grips, cinematographers, and directors up to this point. Um, like, she, her most ho- high-profile relationship was Edgar Wright. Let's just say that. So, a bunch of grips thought they had a shot with Anna Kendrick until um, Bill Hader came along. <clears throat> I mean, yeah. And Anna Kendrick said this. She's like, everyone's always like, are you going to, like, fuck Ryan Reynolds? I'm like, be more obs- I'm, I'll probably fuck a grip or something. I don't know. <laughs> See, people who work on crews are also attractive. They are also attractive. Um, except for directors, they're all horrible, ugly people, just like me. Um, uh, no, 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 no. thoughts on this Godspell no, episode? No, I what? reject that thought. I reject it. Why? Because you are not ugly. Don't say that. Oh, I thought you were about to like defend Michael Bay or something. No, I'm not defending Michael Bay. Michael Bay is ugly as shit, but... Is there any attractive directors? Uh... Yeah, be- gotcha! You're right. I'm just saying no negative self-talk about you. Don't Bad. make it not true. Okay, Brad- like, I'd- actors turn directors don't count, so Bradley Cooper okay. don't count. Trying to- Edgar Wright's okay. He, like... Sometimes he looks like a cave troll, and sometimes he looks like a real handsome dude. Yeah, it all depends, depends on the, the day. day you find him. Yeah. And what era he's in. Like, young Edgar Wright wasn't half bad. Yeah, when he was, like, a little... I think directors just eat their own, like, souls eventually. You know who, the like, the first one that came into my mind of, like, oh, yeah, he's hot in a weird way? Guillermo del Toro. He's kind of hot. I mean... Ryan Coogler. Ryan Coogler is hot as fuck. Oh, Ryan Coogler. Ryan Coogler is very hot. I will... Yes, totally. Ryan Coogler. Amazing. Is there anyone else? Uh, I can't think of anyone else. I'm trying to think of, like, a female director, but there aren't enough uh, in Hollywood. So... Oh, I saw Catherine Bigelow in person. She is gorgeous. Oh, Catherine Bigelow is beautiful. Gorgeous. Beautiful. Also, I'm so happy she beat her husband to win an Oscar. So. He already had his. That's such a power play. Like, yes. Is. Um, her ex-husband, other, I mean. Other female directors? Come on. There's got to be more, Zhao? Right? Greta Gerwig, I guess. Yeah, she she started out acting, but she's mostly a director. Oh yeah, now. actors turn directors. We already ruled yeah. that. Yeah, no, she she started out acting. So, I mean, Patty Jenkins is just kind of like I don't know. She looks like a worker. Patty Jenkins, yeah, I was like Patty Jenkins is pretty. I will say that, but she's I don't think she's like Hollywood insane attractive. Ava Duvernay, Duvernay, beautiful woman, she's gorgeous. 
Beautiful Sophia Coppola. Not, <laughs> eh. Uh, yeah, there's not enough. Kathy Hahn. Kathy Hahn. Yan, who did, um, what you call it? What the fuck was that movie called? Birds of Prey. Oh, Birds of Prey. And wrote Fresnel. So many, so many beautiful, beautiful There's so directors. many beautiful women working in Hollywood. We should get more of them. Hollywood. Get yeah, more beautiful Fresnel. women. Stop writing Andrew Lloyd Webber musicals and get over here and write some more movies. Don't write movies. Don't write musicals about how Cinderella is a Tumblr girl who hates, who likes chicken nuggets and beer. Stop. I'm a bad Cinderella. I like nuggets and beer. I don't go out on the weekends because I'm different. I'm better than you. I like boy stuff. Like I like boy stuff. That's too bad. I like it better. I wear flannels uh, in the 18th century where they weren't a thing. That that if that's your biggest issue with that musical. Uh, I have many issues with that musical. I'm just really mad at the main character for being a fucking Tumblr girl. There are much worse musicals out there. Let me just say that. Oh, no, no, no. So I, I have problems with it, but I think it's fun and stupid at the end of the day if you don't think the about it. The thing is the plot just makes literally no sense. That's kind of like uh, it is in Emerald Fennell's ballpark that she should have not made the story be an absolute nonsense pile. Yeah, I read the plot summary and I thought I was on crack. I was like, wait, like, wait, the brother comes back and he's gay? What? Like, that part's fine. I would have much rather followed his plot line. Yeah, but I, that's not the problem I have. It's like, she gets plastic surgery and all it does is make her in a dress and then no one recognizes her. And She's, she's also wearing a wig. Hey, Andrew, do you got any New Year's resolutions? Well, I've been trying to bulk up a little bit. I think I might be hitting the gym. I don't know. What about you? I just know for a fact, or there's only one place you should be looking at to get a high-protein, good-calorie diet, and that's Factor. Factor's ready-to-eat meal delivery takes the stress out of meal planning and sets you up for success in the new year. Skip the grocery stores, the prep work, and the cooking fatigue. Instead, get chef-crafted, dietitian-approved meals delivered, where, Andrew? Right to your door. With over 35 meals to choose from per week, including options like keto, calorie smart, vegan plus, veggie, and of course, protein first, which is just what you're looking for, right, Andrew? Oh, absolutely. And I really appreciate how you forced the pun in even more this month than the last one. Well, I don't know if there's any facts or fiction here, but it sounds like we got a lot coming up. Um, forget the frantic lunch preps and rush dinners. Factor's two-minute meals are your secret weapon in the new year. Fuel up with fast, restaurant-quality meals, all delivered, where, Andrew? Right to your door. Uh, to my door, absolutely, yep. I mean, that is where I want them. But it's not just, like, quick and easy solutions. They're also a great special occasion meal. I know you and your girlfriend don't go out to restaurants as much. Imagine having just a restaurant coming to you and you having date night right at home. You know, she'd really appreciate that once in a while, I think. But not only do they offer fast, simple solutions when you're too busy to cook, they will also help you stay on top of those goals to bulk up, Andrew. With offerings like Protein Plus and Keto, you can stay on track. And you know what? That's going to get pretty handy in your New Year goals. Am I right, Andrew? You know, it is sounding pretty good, but where would I go to get this? Well, you would head to factormeals.com slash musicals50 and use code musicals50 to get 50% off. That code, musicals50, at factorsmeal.com slash musicals50 to get 50% off. 
I mean, by the end of this year, thanks to Factor, you're going to be ripped. You're going to be looking like Dwayne the Rock Johnson. They're going to call him Dwayne the Pebble Johnson next to you. <laughs> oh, I can't wait for that. Maybe I'll get to be in Moana, too. You'll, you'll be in Moana 3 and 4, thanks to Factor. <laughs> so, go to factormeals.com, kids, and get your 50% off deal. We are actuaries. In a world filled with unpredictability, we use our math skills to navigate uncertainty. Actuaries make a difference in people's lives across industries and the world. Actuaries have the freedom to work anywhere. And according to U.S. News & World Report, we're the 25th top-paying career. Make an impact as a fact-seeker and a truth-teller. Use your math skills for good as an actuary. The world needs you. Andrew, do you got any New Year's resolutions? Well, I've been trying to bulk up a little bit. I think I might be hitting the gym. I don't know. What about you? I just know for a fact, or there's only one place you should be looking at to get a high-protein, good-calorie diet, and that's Factor. Factor's ready-to-eat meal delivery takes the stress out of meal planning and sets you up for success in the new year. Skip the grocery stores, the prep work, and the cooking fatigue. Instead, get chef-crafted, dietitian-approved meals delivered where, Andrew? Right to your door. With over 35 meals to choose from per week, including options like keto, calorie smart, vegan plus, veggie, and of course, protein first, which is just what you're looking for, right, Andrew? Oh, absolutely, and I really appreciate how you forced the pun in even more this month than the last one. Well, I don't know if there's any facts or fiction here, but it sounds like we got a lot coming up. Um, forget the frantic lunch preps and rush dinners. Factor's two-minute meals are your secret weapon in the new year. Fuel up with fast, restaurant-quality meals, all delivered, where, Andrew? Right to your door. Uh, to my door, absolutely, yep. I mean, that is where I want them. But it's not just, like, quick and easy solutions. They're also a great special occasion meal. I know you and your girlfriend don't go out to restaurants as much. Imagine having just a restaurant coming to you and you having date night right at home. You know, she'd really appreciate that once in a while, I think. But not only do they offer fast, simple solutions when you're too busy to cook, they will also help you stay on top of those goals to bulk up, Andrew. With offerings like Protein Plus and Keto, you can stay on track. And you know what? That's going to get pretty handy in your New Year goals. Am I right, Andrew? You know, it is sounding pretty good, but where would I go to get this? Well, you would head to factormeals.com musicals50 and use code musicals50 to get 50% off. That code, musicals50, at factorsmeal.com musicals50 to get 50% off. I mean, by the end of this year, thanks to Factor, you're going to be ripped. You're going to be looking like Dwayne The Rock Johnson. They're going to call him Dwayne The Pebble Johnson next to you. <laughs> oh, I can't wait for that. Maybe I'll get to be in Moana, too. You'll, you'll be in Moana 3 and 4, thanks to Factor. <laughs> so, go to factormeals.com, kids, and get your 50% off deal. so stupid i hate i hate i hate shit like that either yeah. way episode eight of encore fiddler on the roof yes back on track fiddler yes adam walker's back and he has a friend he does <laughs> the director is not coy middlebrook it's, yeah it's, it's chase brock and they're delightful i want to see a buddy comedy of those two 
Hell yeah. And also, Kristen Bell shows up and actually is useful for a bit. Kristen Bell serves a function on this show eight episodes in. It took us this long. It's amazing. Why didn't they make this episode two or something? I don't know. Like, uh, like the first episode, Kristen Bell showed up and took credit for everything. And then she disappeared <laughs> for seven episodes. And then she's back. It's like, what the fuck? She actually helped, though. Like, honestly, all she has to do is show up and have a guy sing at her. I, I swear, I would have, I would have also sung much better if I had Kristen Bell there. Oh, 100 percent. Also, I love but how like, dude... one of the guys is like, "Let's be real here." Kristen Bell's meeting Dustin. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I love Dustin's response, which is like, "I hope that Dak would come out, and then he didn't." <laughs> I've never met someone who would rather see Dak Shepard than Kristen, than Kristen Bell. Bell of all people. Dak Shepard, who Shepherd. I last saw in Idiocracy. <laughs> most he recently. wasn't that, wasn't he? He was. He played the lawyer. Wasn't he in Chips? He, he pro- executive produced Chips. Oh. I, he I, also had I, Kristen only, Bell in it. The only thing I remember about the movie Chips is, I think it's Michael Pena, like is like talking about eating ass he's like if they got baby wipes then they're good for eating ass he's like what if they don't have baby wipes i do it anyway you only live once i'm like what the f-? i'm imagining a grandmother going in because i'm like i love the chips tv show when i was a youngin and then they go in there and they see that scene and i'm like oh no 21 jump street was a great movie guys let's stop trying to remake it 21 Jump Street Stop. is Chris Lord and Phil Miller. They're, they're the only reasons why those movies worked. If you yeah. do it without them, it won't work. Sorry. 100%. Stop trying to remake 21 Jump Street. Stop. And Lego Movie. Stop, stop both of those. Seriously, stop trying to remake Lego Movie. That was a lightning in the bottle. And then we tried again, and it didn't work. And and then you'd stop trying to remake Sprite. Everything. Okay, Chris Lord and Phil Miller. Um, very grateful for their existence in movies Same. because every time, like every five years, they reinvent the entire cinema so much that everyone rips them off for the next five years, and they have to find a new way to do it. Like, I can't wait for the. I haven't. Never, I haven't seen Mitchell's versus the Machines yet, but so fucking good. I cannot so wait for it to see all the knockoffs of that movie that will be released by very streaming services. <laughs> I I cried, and I don't cry very easily at movies, and I was like very very emotionally touched. I'm gonna have to watch I mean, that today. I mean, it's about a filmmaker from Michigan um, dealing with a lot of you know you know. <laughs> you really relate to it. No, I was looking at the letterbox like end of the year breakdown, and it ended with a of audio clip of Mitchell's versus the Machines about how movies are cool, and I'm like, that's cool. The movie is so flipping good. Movies if you haven't cool watched guys. that, I'm I have not watched it, but I'm planning on it. What is your favorite film of last year? Since like, what do we have to say about Fiddler? Come on, come on. I I don't know. All I have to say about Fiddler is I saw the movie one time when I was like 13, and I don't remember anything that happened in it besides the sad parts. So it's a good musical, and there's not much. Like people always are like it's so sad. I'm like it's mostly like a weird comedy sitcom if you think about it. Yeah, and then it gets true. real sad at the end. That's true. I, hmm, I'm i literally like going on my letterbox as we speak. So, I do not remember what movies I saw this year. Uh, I honestly do not have a favorite movie of 2021 off the really? top of my head. I did not see enough movies in 2021. If I had to pick one right now, it'd probably be like Adrian, which is the documentary on HBO by Adrian Jelly, because it legit made me cry like three times. And probably Tick, Tick, Boom. Yeah. So probably those two. And they're both musical theater related. So 
I really, really like the Green Knight. I did not see the Green Knight. It looked intimidating. It is intimidating. Um, I also like the Suicide Squad. Oh, I forgot about that. That's really good. I forgot about the Suicide Squad. And I, in my head, I'm always, oh, jumping between um, In the Heights and Tick, Tick, Boom. I think In the Heights beats it out a little bit. That's true. I forget In the Heights came out this year. because Everyone forgets In the Heights came out this year, and it's so good. It makes me sad. It's impeccable. Like I could not stop looking at it when I was but watching it. Both that and Tick, Tick, Booms are the strange movie musical that is significantly better than its source material in every way. Yeah. Yeah, true. I mean, In the Heights, I, I really like In the Heights. A lot of people are like, I don't, why did Nina and Benny's thing get less interesting? Like, well, they made Vanessa more interesting. So in the end, it all kind of worked out, I guess. It, it, it's, 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 a, a it's a valid critique. It's a valid it's totally critique valid that critique. doesn't bother me. Yeah. It doesn't um, fully bother so, me, though. The, the racial conflict between Benny and the dad would have been interesting to see on a mainstream movie. Yeah. But. So I guess, after all, I really like the Matrix Resurrections, too, and Last Night in Soho. Like, I really uh, I like need those to, two I still movies. need to watch Last Night in Soho. Um, Candyman, very, very well-made bad movie. Yeah, it's, it's like, impeccably made, but it has the vibe of a bad movie. It's, uh... Okay, so I, I we talk about Candyman a lot on this specific encore thing. Um, I watch they have this thing on Shutter where they have like oh horror icons and oh yeah behind the them. monster. I've yeah, been meaning to and watch that. Hearing Mia DaCosta describe, I I love her, very good director. Hearing her describe her thoughts going into Candyman fucking bothers the hell out of me. I do not like what she has to say. I do not agree with her ideals as far as that. I, I, it's not even like she has some ideas, ideas about the politics of it all that I agree with. And then she's like, yeah, um, I just didn't like the first movie really that much. So I just kind of wanted to throw it away. Uh, <laughs> um, oh, that's why that movie wasn't super good. <laughs> well, she came in and she actually just said this. She's like, she came in, like, to Jordan Peele's screenplay um, and then hired someone else to rewrite it, basically. Um, yeah. So she came into Jordan Peele's screenplay, and it's about Helen being the new Candyman. And everyone thinks, and I'm like, that's at least something new. That's at least an idea. I don't know what your idea was for this new one, Nita Costa. I want to see that. I want to yeah. see Virginia Madsen make a comeback and everyone be like, yo, Virginia Madsen, she's not just that lady from the beginning of Dune who told me what happened in the in the first Dune, not the new Dune. Yeah, no, I know. I know. For the people who are like, didn't you mean Zendaya? I'm like, no, no, I meant, <laughs> no, I meant, I meant the 80s Dune. <laughs> also, I haven't seen the new Dune either, but I'm very behind on my 2021 releases. Yeah. Um, so... Sorry, I didn't mean to get into the Candyman, but I, I, imagine Jordan Peele's screenplay where Helen is the Candyman. It would have been so good. It would have been, I don't know if it would be, like, I'd probably still have the same issues I have about it not being Tony Todd, yeah. but. He's more Tony Todd. Everything is more Tony Todd. Put Tony Todd in all your stuff. But that was, and you kind of get the vibe that Jordan Peele is like, I don't want a black man murdering people because that's a bad look. So here's my way out of it while keeping like some of the Candyman like continuation. I can still have Tony Todd as a character without him being the murderer. And I'm like, yeah, that's a good way to get around that. Also, spoilers for the like, spoilers no, for the 1992 like Candyman here. But at the end of the movie, Virginia Madsen's ex-husband says Helen's name in a mirror and she pops up. And she's like the Candyman now, so it made more sense. 
it was yeah it was a ridiculous ending and it kind of is dumb (laughs) it's super dumb but it would have made sense Yeah, it would have made sense. Uh, and then Nia DaCosta is just in this, like, that was a really stupid thing, and I just didn't want to deal with that. I mean, it was stupid. Like, Nia DaCosta's not wrong. It is stupid. <laughs> it is, but Jordan Peele is the king of taking a really goofy idea and making it really work. Yeah, his newest look movie has, us, like, look the dumbest out. title humanly possible. I think it's, like, nope. Who cares? It's going to be amazing. I don't care what it's called. Yeah. It's going to be Us impeccable. is a pretty bad title, if you think about it. Us is that a terrible title. I was interim for Wisecrack at the time, and I had to make thumbnails for a video on it. Like, and it was so hard to Google this dang movie. Just like, I just want Especially when you have a, a TV show called This Is Us. Yeah. Also, You, which is just a very confusing TV show to Google, because no one knows what you're talking about. It's like that clip of that lady on Fox News who thought she was being, like, shit-talked live on the air. <laughs> It's like, you're not talking, but I'm not a, I'm, you're not talking about me. It's like, no, I'm talking about the show You. (laughs) Um, You should be the title of Soldier Boy documentary. (laughs) You! All right, guys. What is your cheese rating on these two episodes, Liz? Yes. (laughs) We had nothing to say about Fiddler. (laughs) (laughs) I have nothing to say. Well, nothing that's not been said. Miracle of miracles, motherfuckers. Anyway, um... Adam Walker's back. He's great, but... Adam Walker's back. Kristen Bell showed up. She was cool. Uh, she told us that she wanted Anna to be, like, relatable and trip on shit, which was, like, great. She, you wanted her to be a rom-com character. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's so relatable. I trip all the time. I, you see, as a woman, I constantly trip and, like, fall on my, my vagina. Face. My vagina makes me trip. Yes, being a woman I don't have the big schlongy dick keeping me up right being a woman makes you uncoordinated clearly hollywood <laughs> like i am uncoordinated but that is nothing to my, do with vagina my gender doesn't do it thank you my gender it has everything to do with my genetics so <laughs> i come from an uncoordinated family anyway uh i'm gonna give these i'm gonna give the uh godspell episode of encore gouda because it's good i'm gonna borrow your pun from last time and i'm gonna <laughs> give fiddler on the roof um cheese latkes Good, good, good answers. Um, so I'm going to give Godspell. Um, ooh, there's this brand of cheese called Heavenly Cheese, and I'm going to give it that. It comes in like a little ball. And then for Fiddler, um, I am going to give it freshest cheese from Tevya's moo cow that he wants to sell. Amazing. Liz just made a face that just judged my whole soul. I apologize. Ah. <laughs> uh. All right, we'll see you next time on Patreon with Chase! Unless I get fired in between episodes, we'll see. (laughs) (laughs) All right, bye. Bye. So many memories. Being able to be in this show will be one of the greatest treasures of my life. Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network.